As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Three dudes just living in the moment, not a care in the world. I need that. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, October 19th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and to my left, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button. And subscribe, all you podcast listeners. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. We got the Drop Podcast tomorrow. Five-star Friday? Oh, dare, wow. Dare wow, we? Wow, is wow, that wow. insane? Is that crazy? I think uh, we haven't done it since the end of last season, so surely, well, I mean, hopefully there's five five-star reviews <laughs> yeah. in the past couple of months. We'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. uh, and you will as well, on tomorrow's Drop Podcast, whether we'll do Five Star Friday. Uh, what a tease. This week, we've had a blast uh, doing some over-unders. Yesterday, we did our NBA Awards Predictions Podcast. Go check that one out if you haven't already, uh, wherever you download and listen to podcasts, or here on YouTube. Calling our shots on a couple of these. And our guy Jerome uh, doing a great job here making some shorts out of these as well. So just another reason to subscribe to us on YouTube. I would also like to say congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces and oh. their fans on a second consecutive WNBA championship. Wilson phenomenal in the closeout game there. 24 points, 16 boards in 39 minutes of play. Did you catch any of this or any thoughts here on the Aces going back to back? Uh, tip. Uh, I tapped in probably about halftime after Survivor was over. Yep. Huge comeback uh, by the Aces. Asia Wilson uh, reasserting the fact she's the best player in the league. Also cool to see Sabrina Ionescu just puke her guts out live on on camera. <laughs> yeah. That was sick. And then, like, hitting literally sick, still hitting big shots, came down to the last possession. Like, that's a classic game right there. And the Aces, man, they won that without... Three of their top seven, Candace Parker out for a long time. Chelsea Gray went down. Kia Stokes yeah. went down. 
dynasty in action right now. Yeah. Tough game for Stewie, they're pointing out in the stream team. Yes, yeah, indeed. Three for 17, yes, I want to say. Uh, not a great night to do that. But, yes, congrats to the Aces and their fans. All right, let's get into it because last year this took a long time. We're going to move <laughs> with some pace here this morning. We are once again ranking all 30 teams with the tier maker. We've got five tiers, okay? Title contenders, final four flirts, playoff locks, playing hopefuls, and then the lottery lads. <laughs> uh, so those bottom basement-dwelling teams. So let's start. You know what? Let's start with the Western Conference. for That's a right, change. Yeah, throw your dumps up. Uh, we're always starting with the East. We're always starting with the Atlantic Division. No, not today. We're starting with the West. So let's do it. Uh, I believe you've got it fired up on your computer there, TK. Yeah, baby. Um, let's have at it here. Yeah, our first contender, ABC you later. We're going straight to the D's, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, 38-44 and 44 last year, tanked their way out of the play-in. So Skeets, I don't know. Oh, uh, they, what was their over-under, 45-and-a-half? They're Something one like of that. those teams that is definitely uh, in the mid-tier in the Western yep. Conference. There's 11 or 12 teams who are thinking they're going to be making the playoffs here. I think Dallas goes either in playoff locks or maybe playing hopefuls we're talking here. That's where we're picking between for sure. Uh, You're you're not convincing me they're a final four flirt or definitely, you know, a title contender. Ah, man. And now what are we going to do here? We're going to put these teams in, maybe, uh, you know, sometimes go back and chain things around. It's not locked until the episode's over. (sighs) You want to throw in playoff locks for now to just let it marinate for a little bit? I do, but I'll tell you right now we're dropping them down. Okay, excellent. Yeah. I don't have as much faith in this team as maybe some do. I lo- Look, we talked about it. They they at least are trying to address that defensive issue from last year. Uh, they know they're amazing offensively with, with Kyrie and Luka, though you know, at the end of games there was some struggles, but maybe they figured that out. But, yeah, they needed to get more defense. They do have that. So, okay, we'll put them in a, a playoff lock spot for now. Yeah, you did, though, uh, make me sad when we were doing our over-unders, and you're like, Grant Williams is their third-best player. That's that's, that's a, a strange third best player. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, he's a chatty guy at least. <laughs> so they're, they're in the playoff locks for now. But you're probably right. They might be at the like the top of our play in hopefuls by the time yeah. uh, we get this going. But lucky for them, we started with the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> get it early. That's right. Good stuff. Uh, easy one coming up next. The Denver Nuggets, reigning NBA champions. They've got Nikola Jokic. They've got Jamal Murray. They lost some guys off their bench uh, in Bruce Brown and Jeff Green and even Vlako Chanchar. He's hurt, yeah. Skeets. So yeah. the, uh, some absences definitely for Denver. They got younger this season. Less experience for the Nuggets, but, I mean, they're title contenders. Yeah, of course. Easy one. They are, I mean, as long as Jokic is playing, they're, they're in the mix. I mean, yeah. Jokic and Jamal Murray are playing in a postseason series. I mean, you you got a chance to win the damn thing. So, yes, they are easy, easy, easy title contender. And it'll be interesting to see where we rank them with some of the other ones that we eventually get up there because we like to put these in order. Yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. And they yeah. finished what? They were tied for first with the Celtics on the NBA.com GM survey, I believe. I think it was yeah. 33% of the vote for both of them and for uh, the Celtics. And I think the Bucks came in third on that one. So, easy one up in the title contender spot. Okay. This one's a bit more interesting, I would say. The Golden State Warriors, obviously, they won the title back in 2022. Yep. Could not win a road game last season. Got smoked by the Lakers in the playoffs. But they added Chris Paul. They've got a great starting lineup. They've got four championships in the recent past. I don't know where they fit in here. Are they title contenders? At the very worst, their final four flirts. I think that's where I would put them. 
in that second tier. Um, I'll tell you what, Kings fans are hoping they do not see the Warriors again in a playoff series. Indeed, indeed. In a preseason game, Steph Curry's hitting game winners <laughs> now on them. So that hurts for all my Kings fans out there. But yeah, I mean, yesterday I, I had a revelation that I was like, are we sleeping on the Warriors here? Yeah. Am I sleeping on the Warriors? Am I overlooking them because of all these new exciting teams that, oh, they might jump up into the conversation. Oh, they they traded for Damian Lillard in the box. Oh, look what the Celtics did getting Porzingis and Drew Holiday. And, you know, sort of meanwhile, here the Warriors are again. You know, it was a bit of a down year in trying to repeat. Everybody agrees with that, but it got off to a bad start yep. with Draymond and Poole. But, man, you got Curry still. You got Clay. You got Wiggins. You got Draymond Green. You got Steve Kerr, who is a great coach. And uh, I think they can get, or they're hoping at least, this is the year they finally get something from a Kaminga and or a Moody. I mean, it could be both uh, in really contributing. So I like him as a Final Four flirt. I like him as a Final Four flirt, and I do not like you uh, completely disrespecting Kevon Looney, the only guy you didn't name from their top okay, seven, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, terrible that you would not well, even what, mention him. I mean, Chris Paul there, too. What is going to be the starting lineup? I mean, if you care about that at all. Like, is who's coming off the bench? Is it, Who is coming off the bench? I don't think it's Chris Paul. <laughs> so that means it's... I mean, I know Draymond is injured right now, yeah. but when he's back, that means Looney's coming up. Looney's an adaptable guy. He went, like, starter, bench, starter in the playoffs. So I think he will at least take some turns on the bench. But honestly, this is a Warriors team that is older. Like, Wiggins is the only guy in his athletic prime right now, mm-hmm. uh, in the top of the rotation at least. So this is probably a team that is going to see players miss time and have a bunch of different starting lineups. Right. We'll do this again, I'm sure, uh, probably, like, after the trade deadline. I could definitely see the Warriors moving up to the title contenders tier by then, after we've seen how they look with Chris Paul, if they've made any sort of moves, and if we see any sort of improvement from Kuminga or Moody. They're an interesting team because you just said it. All these guys, if they're healthy, you have to give them the respect as like a, a you know a multi-champion yeah, that can that yeah, is yeah. that have gone through it all, and now adding Chris Paul and all that. That's that's amazing. But the opposite is also true because they're old; they could miss a ton of time. There could be, you know, nobody wants this, but bad injuries to some of their older guys. And then where are they? You know, they lose yeah. one or two of them. You're like, suddenly, I think we would have them dropping a couple tiers. So, I mean, we're showing them the right amount of respect, I believe. I think you're right. Final Four Flirts, or at least a Curry alone. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely a volatile team. Uh, we'll yeah. see how it goes yeah. throughout the season. Next, our first non-blue team in the Western Conference. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a ton of blue logos, specifically in the West. Wait until we get to Memphis. What a run. Wow, we just blew ourselves. <laughs> Oh, the Houston Cockets. Rockets. The Houston Rockets is up next. Yeah. Uh, where are they? They're still in the lottery. Yeah, the over-under was a surprising 31 and a half. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Was, was was higher than a lot of the other teams that were down at the at the bottom of the lottery last year. I guess at the top of the lottery. Um, yeah, they got to be still in the in the in the bottom tier for us. They're are they they're not a play-in hopeful. I mean, they're hoping that. They're hoping they're a play in hopeful. And, <laughs> you know, if are. things break correctly, uh, maybe they get really hot out of the gates and are challenging for the play-in tournament later into the season. They'll definitely be improved. But, like, it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to pass five teams this season. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, and, like, I know they added Van Vliet and Brooks and Jock Landell. Like, they added some guys that have been around the block and are going to help, I really do believe. But it's about, like, they are trying to, like, create an identity – Develop these younger guys. Yudoka come in, give his system. You know, like they'll they'll be they will be ecstatic if they're flirting with thirty wins. Yeah, but that would still probably have them in the lottery. They just won't be like, you know, unless they get very lucky drafting. You know, 
top three. Uh, yeah. Right? So whatever, top four, I guess. Don't they have, I think they have a top four protected pick going to OKC? Is uh, that right? That does sound correct, yes. I can't keep track of the Thunder's picks, though, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which one? There's like a billion of them. All you have um, to do is look at any other team and go, oh, the Thunder have a couple of Yeah, they've of got picks. one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. they got a couple second rounders from something. Sounds like it'll be a stressful draft lottery night, though for the Rockets. So I'm with you. I don't think that necessarily they'll be one of the four worst teams in the league, but I also don't think they're going to be getting out of the lottery, which means they're going to have to wait for the roll of the dice to see if they actually keep that pick. Yeah, they just have season. so many young guys, obviously, that they're trying and hoping to get better in, in Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., um, you know, Tari Eason, and then and then the new guys, obviously, in Cam Whitmore and Amon Thompson. Like this is, They're going to be a fun team, especially, again, with Van Vliet and Brooks there, but yeah, we got them in the right spot. Here's a weird one. Back to blue. The L.A. Clippers. Where are they going here? The Clips, if you've seen their new jerseys. I hate trying to, like, figure out what to do with this team. Like, three years running. I can't stand it. Yeah. It's a, uh, oh, <laughs> as the lights go out. <laughs> the light can't stand the Clippers either. Um, I don't know, man. This light is the Kawhi Leonard of yeah. the lights in here. It, this light has a mind of I think its, it's own, gonna guys. Work. And when it does, it's one of the best out there. <laughs> it really true. brightens our faces. JD literally just went and flicked it. This is how he fixed pop. things. He just flicked the light and it went back on. If only it was that easy with Kawhi Leonard. Just a flick of the knee and he's good to go. Uh, Where you do you go with him? I feel like they should go in the playoff locks, but I don't feel like they're a lock at all. Yeah. But, that's, that's um, but I also spot. can't really talk myself into them going any higher than playoff locks. I think the stat is that they've won three playoff series in the four seasons that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have been in L.A., it could work, right? Right, like they yeah. could make it to a conference finals, but I think throwing them in the playoff locks category is pretty solid. Um, do you think this is a MVP year for Terrence Mann? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> they think so. <laughs> they do indeed think so. Uh, will Terrence Mann finish this season on the LA Clippers? I also would guess knowing that it would be. I mean, if it happens, who knows if it ever will? But if Harden gets there, I, I heard Will Lou talk about this on the Raptors show, or maybe an Alex Wong. The idea, like, they would have Harden, Westbrook, Kawhi, and Paul George. And that's an insane team. Like, if you weird. had said that five years ago when all these guys are, like, all NBA, they may have been all NBA on, like, on the on the first or second team. Like, you'd be like, what? That's a, you know, that's a weird team, probably a super team. But no one would think that because of where they are in their careers. <laughs> but Harden and Westbrook are, like, the best players for regular season wins. Yeah, Those guys true. play. They play their ass off when they're out there. They just get you a lot of W's, and then they have limitations come the playoff time. So what they really should do is what I'm getting at here, and again, I'm sort of stealing this from our guys at the Raptors show. They should get Harden. They should make that move. They should give up man and make that move. Have Harden and Westbrook just carry you all regular season till you know, 45, 46, 47 wins, get in there, and then hand the keys over to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who you've rested all season (laughs) long, and have them try and win you a couple series. That's smart. That's actually really smart. I love that. It's like uh, Roger Clemens signing late in the season so he didn't have to pitch. But then he's like, hey, I can throw 98 on the blast every single night. This is easy for me. That's great stuff. So there's something there. I love the idea of like an old witch woman coming up to you. You're Lawrence Frank. You're Steve Ballmer. You can have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. But Mason Plumley has to be your center. <laughs> do you do it? <laughs> and you have to give us back 800 yeah. toilets in your new stadium, Steve. Uh, uh, He's a sweaty guy. Do I do it? 
All right, All we're right. staying in the same place, at least for this season. The yeah. Los Angeles Lakers, they made it to a conference finals last year after they said goodbye to Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. They lost every game in the conference finals last year. Yep. People are high on this Lakers team, myself included. Yep. They seem to make more sense than they did last year, just a coherent roster. They played together a little bit. It all comes down to Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Will they be healthy in the playoffs? They were basically healthy in the playoffs. LeBron uh, had a torn tendon in his foot, but he played through it. Um, So where are you putting him here, Skeets? One of the top two categories, I do believe. Yeah. Title contender? You want to go that extreme? I don't think so. I can't get there. All right. I I would be happy putting him at the top of the list for the Final Four flirties. When we did this exact same exercise, I guess it was midseason last year, we had the Lakers, I believe, in the play-in hopeful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where they were at the time. Obviously, you know, this was sort of like just around the trade deadline, new pieces and all that, and they they turned it on. They turned into a great team that made a lot more sense around LeBron and AD. Those guys played. Um, so, yeah, Final Four flirt. They're with the Warriors. Like, that's that that makes sense. You need their – they need their star, their elder star players to play, and if they do, they're, they're – they could beat anybody. Aged stars, yes, yeah. yes. And, I mean, this is all – in the playoffs, it often comes down to matchups. I do feel like the Lakers will have a good chance against everybody that – is in Denver because I don't think that they have an answer uh, for Nikola yeah. Jokic. We saw him try everything last year, and then they brought in like Jackson Hayes, yeah, and Christian Wood, which are probably not the answer this time around. Our next contender here, ah, this is gonna be interesting to see where you want to put these guys, Skeets. The Memphis Grizzlies. <sighs> We're, you know, no John Morant, but that's the start of the season. Yeah, first twenty-five games. Uh, I, did you go over for them? On our over-under? I, can't I remember. definitely did. I, I, I think they're probably a 50-win team. Well, they've won 50-plus games the last two years. Last couple seasons. The yep. only team that has in the West. Yep. So that means, I mean, you're. I guess if you're a 50-win team, you're a... Well, they've struggled in postseason, obviously. That, yeah, exactly. We're not talking just exactly. regular season yeah, yeah, wins yeah, yeah. here. We're talking about, hey, can you win some playoff series and, and get to a Final Four, if not to the Final Two, and maybe win the whole thing? So I think playoff lock... I think but you, but maybe you want to put them higher. You want to put them up with the Lakers and Warriors. I am too dubious about where they stand when it comes to postseason basketball. This is a team that likes to force turnovers, play in transition, and struggles in half court offense. The half court offense struggles definitely show up more often uh, in the postseason. Stephen Adams is like a huge part of this team. Yeah. He's coming back for the regular season, which is good for stacking up wins, but. He can be tough to play uh, in the postseason just because they don't have enough shooting, uh, especially with John Morant and a driver there. Luke Kennard is, like, their big outside shooter. <laughs> He's a tough guy to play <laughs> in the playoffs yeah, as well. So I think playoff locks is the right thing here. But matchup-wise, if things turn out okay, I think they could make a conference finals. We just got to see him actually perform. What do you think their record will be by the time John Morant comes back? 25 games? Yeah. Like, you think they'll be above 500 team? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right around there, a couple games over. Yeah, maybe. Sure, give me fourteen and eleven. Okay, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't I know. think they would be happy with that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. If they're fifteen, ten, fourteen, eleven, and then John Moran comes back, and yeah, sure. So okay, we got him right now as a playoff lock, and uh, JD's back at the board after uh, messing around with that light, and he got it back. So Perfect stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even notice. Uh, <laughs> I did put him ahead of the, the Mavericks and the Clippers, though. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I'm fair. fine with that. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Minnesota Timberwolves. They've made the playoffs the past two seasons. That's pretty good. Yes. For the Timberwolves. They didn't make the playoffs yeah. for what? Years and years prior to that. Uh, I saw for the Jimmy Butler season, they haven't won a playoff series, however, I think in almost 20 years since the Kevin Garnett days. Wow. So, Minnesota Timberwolves, at the very least, I got them as a playoff lock. 
they're getting a lot of hype for playing the Nuggets decently in the first round yeah. of the playoffs last year. And, you know, when you look at the team, you're like, they've got two big guys in Towns and Gobert, which makes things tough for a guy like Jokic as much as you can make things tough. But uh, I think I would be confident throwing him in the playoff lock yeah, category here. I, I'm sort of with you. Um, it feels wrong to have them at the, let's say, top of playing hopefuls. So, yeah, they're there. They're Yeah, that makes sense. They're sort of like, a team I, I struggle to figure out. Like, what are we going to get from them? You you see the flashes of brilliance where you're yep. like, convince yourself they're very good. You hope Ant gets better. Maybe it does work with Cat and Gobert. I'm I'm very high on Nikhil Alexander-Walker being better. I love McDaniels. Like, yeah, you know, there's pieces, but they're tough. Like, like the Mavs and the Clippers to sort of really, is this going to, is this going to click this? Are we going to be a 50 win team or are we going to be struggling to get in and, you know, trying to stay out of a play in sort of situation and just get into that six seed? So that makes sense where they are. I think they were like 26 and 19 their last 45 games or something like that. Okay. So pretty good. That's but good. Uh, Towns has had some weird play in and playoff moments. That guy loves to foul. Absolutely loves it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, this is a tough exercise because you never know who the hell they're playing, obviously. Sure. Yeah. In Once we get to real playoff series because some of these teams are like, you know, the Achilles heel for that particular team, whatever style of play, or they just have their number, whatever it is. But I like where we got them right in the middle there. New Orleans Pelicans, once upon a time, the one seed in the Western Conference during this very calendar year, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was early January when they were atop the West. Zion coming back. Brandon Ingram, he's back. Uh, They've had a couple of little small injuries here to Jose Alvarado. uh, And we'll see who actually makes it through the season for them. But where are you going with the Pelicans? That's a tough call. Yeah, I'm a little lower on the Pels than some. I think I got him as a play-in hopeful. Um, I think... Even these teams that I'm confused about and whether or not their stars play like in the in the Mavs and the Clips and blah, blah, blah. I just don't think they're as good as them. And they're already coming in injured. That sucks. Yeah. It, it, I mean, like three guys, key guys are either banged up or going to be on the sidelines to start the season. That's that's not great. But they're, they're going to hope that Zion, Brandon Ingram, and CJ are at least playing because that never happens either. But playing hopeful for me. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. They... Injuries included, they seem to finish about 500 every single year. Uh, so that could be the same. And this one could look dumb for us, you know, if Zion is healthy for the entire yeah. season. He plays 60 games. We're talking about, okay, they're a playoff lock and maybe even challenging for a conference finals. But I think play and hopeful uh, is pretty solid right now. Team that made the play-in last season, 40-42, and 42, the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're all hyped on the Thunder. But are you willing to say they're a lock for the playoff skeets? Wow. Wow. Not really. Like, what type of lock? (laughs) Like a master lock or like a crappy lock that we used to have at high school? Okay, so you're saying like... Because those were garbage. Those were like $3.99. talking about a legitimate lock or one you put on like a diary that you just yank over. Oh, those ones are even worse. Those are barely a lock. That tiny little dumb key, yeah. Yeah. You just go... You just like rip it off. (laughs) There's a lot of locks out there. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it depends on the lock. I it, it's borderline, you know, obviously the look, it's I think borderline. their their plans this year are to be in the playoffs. Like make it. Whether that's coming in through the play in or just getting there as a top six seed, that'll be their goal. Yeah. And that's I mean, you've seen them play. We talked about their talent. We won't go over it again. We were you know, we were we were debating the over under there because it was quite high for this team. But I don't mind either putting them at the top of the play in hopefuls or maybe the bottom of a playoff lock. And maybe we switch it around. You have the ultimate decision. You have the cursor. I've got the cursor, and I'm thinking at a cursory glance to put them in the playoff blocks for right now. Because I look at their logo, and I see OKC, and it's almost like spelling the word lock. 
Uh, and it'll be fun to cheer oh. for the Thunder. But you're right. They could definitely be into the play-in hopefuls. There's going to be good teams in the Western Conference in the play-in tournament. Some of these teams that think they should be the third seed are going to finish eighth. Yeah. Right? It could be the Thunder. It could be a difference of two games between third and eighth. Look at this. The middle finger is forming here on the <laughs> tier maker. Uh, this is going to hurt. This is going to make it look like uh, when you give the middle finger, but the thumb is sticking out to the side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're more of like a straight-up guy or including the thumb, but I think we're going to be adding to the thumb because the Phoenix Suns are up next, and i got to imagine they're going into the title contenders tier. Yes. They're going to – I mean, yeah. It's one of the top two tiers. Some people are not as convinced, but I am. <laughs> I really am, man. I think this is going to be a juggernaut regular season team. Sure. sure, the playoffs are a different story, and – can they get stops, which you do need to do in a playoff series? Because not every night are your guys going to be, you know, <laughs> yep. uh, shooting the lights out. Though they got three of them, so even on a night where Beal's struggling, maybe Booker and KD are right, or a night KD doesn't have it going, Booker and Beal are okay. But yeah, they're a, they're a title contender. I, I like Frank Vogel as their coach here too, and I, I think they've got enough of the the work they did in adding a bunch of these guys with not a lot of operating room when it came to uh, salary cap space. I, I I like what they've done with the rest of the roster, and not every one of them will be like, oh, banger, 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 but they only need two or three to hit and play their role. And I and the whole Aiton thing gone, they're they're pumped about that, man. They like they're pumped about they're that. Absolutely they pumped this they guy haven't is started gone. playing with Nurkic yet, though. Well, yeah, I know, but we're gonna look at this roster a lot differently uh, come playoff time. You're gonna be like, ooh, they're starting Grayson Allen. They're starting Yusuf Nurkic, but that's what it's like when you have three max contracts. But I'm with you, title contenders now, and we'll see how many of these random veteran signings. Like, they just signed a bunch of league pass guys. Mm -hmm. Somebody that if you're a sicko, you see him play three minutes and see an incredible highlight. You're like, that guy could be good. Those are great flashes. We'll see if any of them actually pan out. I'm a little dubious, but I do think they're still title contenders. Okay. That's where we got him. I think we're going down to the bottom tier here, Skeets. The Portland Trail Blazers, they traded away Damian Lillard. They brought in DeAndre Ayton. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon. They got Time Lord. Who else they got? New? Scoot. Well, yeah, Scoot. Of course. They got Sharp. They got Simons. Yeah. A lot has changed for the Portland Trail Blazers, and they signed Jeremy Grant to a huge deal. I guess they could trade him uh, come pl uh, trade deadline as well, but feels like an easy lottery pick to me. They are. Yep. They are. Um... And we, you know, we talked about Chauncey Billups and whether if they got off to a slow start, will he be there for the for the long term or maybe maybe Terry Stotts is going back to uh, Portland. <laughs> Terry's available, <laughs> huh? Just leave the Milwaukee Bucks as, as assistant coach. Uh, yeah, you know, they're they're lottery lads below the Rockets. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, the Rockets. The Rockets care more about showing progress this season than the Blazers yes. do. This is year one of their rebuild, yeah. if you ever want to call it a rebuild, which yep. it is. All right, Sacramento Kings finished third in the West last season. Pretty good. Yeah. Lost the game seven at home, though. Yeah, Beam to, not lit. No, I mean, it, to a it, took, four, it took a 50-point game from Steph Curry. That's right. One of the greatest players That's of right. all time. Okay. That's right. <laughs> I just wanted to make it clear. <laughs> hey, man, yeah, I get it. I, I know, I know, I know. Uh, they're a playoff lock, easily. Oh, easily? You thinking they're a Final Four flirt? Uh, no, probably not. I would have them at the top of the playoff locks. Top of the locks? Absolutely shocked if they are not a playoff team. Now, I would like to say, specifically to John Hollinger out there, what the fuck? <laughs> what does Johnny know that I don't? Hollinger had the Kings, I believe, 11th in the Western Yeah, Kings. I think 39 you're right, yeah. wins, I want to say. He's off by 10 wins. They're going to be flirting with 50. I could almost try and sit here and convince myself and you and everybody that uh, 
they're a Final Four flirt, but I won't go that far. <laughs> I will temper my yeah, expectations I would, I would like a little to see bit. Because I'd like to see them win, the yeah, win a playoff once, series yeah. until you're really in that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly why I have them as a playoff block. But come on. You don't. I mean, I know I'm higher on the Kings than maybe you are, but... 11th, 11th was surprising to me. I was surprised to see that as well when I saw that from John Hollinger. I think they're a playoff lock. They could probably finish anywhere 3-6 to six just because the standings will be so close. And then, like you're saying, I think uh, Sabonis' shortcomings show a little bit more in the yeah. playoffs. Like, it's pretty bad to lead the league in rebounding and then get completely punked on the glass by Kevon Looney, which is what happened uh, to Sabonis in the yeah. first round last year. Uh, but they're a good team, and they play such a fun and fast style that they can rack up wins, especially in the regular season. And we'll see how things go yeah. uh, matchup-wise in the playoffs. But I'm with you on a lock. Okay. I would probably personally have them below the Grizzlies, but this is a pro Kings podcast. So <laughs> we're keeping them at the top of the locks, as All we're right. calling it. Shout out to Deuce and Moe. <laughs> shout out to Deuce and Moe. Uh, and also shout out to Mike and Brad. That's right. Yeah, Bibby no, and Miller. I, I prefer not Mike, but Brad for sure. Well, I was just naming our two favorite players. Yeah, okay. San Antonio Spurs. You going to put them in the play-in tier, Skeets? You that crazy? Or are uh, they a lottery team? Ooh. Man, I don't know. I don't know. This Wemby thing, I can't figure out. This guy looks awesome. This guy looks awesome. This guy looks goddamn incredible, <laughs> man. Every, every clip I'm seeing is insane. I can see why he went number one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. Smart pick. I mean, even like they're showing like he nutmegged a guy last night. Um, (laughs) Reggie Bullock. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He threw a crazy pass to the corner. I forget who hit it or shot it, missed it, but it was an incredible pass for anyone, let alone a 7475 guy. Like the guy is unreal. Is is he enough to get him into the play and hopeful? I'm almost starting to convince myself that he is. What what do you want to do? Are they a lottery team still or? Or are they uh, a hopeful? I think they're a lottery team still. They started Jeremy Sohan at point guard last night in that game. Yeah. Cool if it works <laughs> out, but, like, that's pretty uh, strange to roll out that as a starting lineup. And if you're just looking at the Western Conference, like, some team has to lose games. The right. Trailblazers are going to lose games. That's why the Rockets and the Spurs, I think, are down here as well. Like, you know, if the conference was more top-heavy and we had a bigger middle class, maybe you're talking about the Spurs or the Rockets getting into a play-in tournament. But it's just so competitive throughout the middle of it that I think there's got to be bad teams, and these are one of them. Okay. But, man, I'm telling you, like, I'm hype on Chet Holmgren, and as soon as I said I'm taking him for rookie of the year, I'm like, that's foolish. That's not going to work. That's absolutely well, not going to work. You never know. Again, we talked about it. Like, if OKC is, like, suddenly a 45 to 50 win team, it helps his case because uh, I would assume He'll he's have a, a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it could be, uh, look, we want a great rookie of the year race. A lot of times rookie of the year races suck because it's, like, true. over – you know, six weeks into the season, like it was like after Benedict Matherin hit a bit of a wall, it was like, well, Paolo's winning and rightfully yep. so. And a lot of times that happens. Let's get a race here. Let's have some debates throughout the year. So we uh, are through all the Western. Co- no, sorry. We have we the, Utah the Utah Jazz. Jazz. Let's do that real quick. One last Western Conference team, the Utah Jazz. They were in the play in mechs last season yeah. until basically the end of the season when they fell out of the race. I think they're still a play in so hopeful I, kind of team. Yeah, because they feel better. I mean, they feel better than the Spurs, Rockets and Blazers. So they can't be in that tier. Yeah. And I, I like that. I mean, yeah. The, yes, I, I would agree, though. It wouldn't totally surprise me if at the end of the season, either the Spurs or the Rockets had a better record than the Jazz. If they decided okay. to trade more guys. I mean, there's a really young team, right? Like, yeah. Markin is like their established veteran at this point. So we've done all the Western Conference teams. We have 10 teams in like the playoffs or above. That's, you know. That's, that's how they do it. 
Well, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, with the play-in. There's... We got 10 teams who are <laughs> making the play-in. Well, right. So playoff yeah. lock means play-in lock. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's controversial. I don't mind it right now there. That's fine. Yeah, it looks all right. Okay, perfect. Uh, that's the Western Conference. We move with some pace there. That was not bad. Yeah, let's see if we can keep it up with the Eastern Conference. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, still here in the Classic Factory. We've done the Western Conference when it comes to ranking all 15 teams. We do have a lot of teams in the playoff locks or above. Final Four flirts, title contenders. Uh, they have started a drop the Mavs chant in the stream team. <laughs> <laughs> they, a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot of votes saying, hey, drop the Mavs clips and thunder even down a tier. But uh, wow. yeah, do you, do you want to you wanna cave to the stream team and just drop the Mavs? I do. Let's do it. I do. Drop the maps. Drop the maps. There they Get go. Get down, baby. Wow, the disrespect. Just like that. Okay, you did I it, love guys. It. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, Vince says dim the beam. What? Dim the beam? Get out of here, Hollinger. Yeah, is that John Hollinger's got a yeah. burner YouTube account? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're both bald. Wait, what? His name's Vin. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. Okay. I love it. All right, so the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's rank them. Just imagine John Hodger dressing like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> like regularly. Big chain necklace. <laughs> White perspector. Awesome. <laughs> it would be sort of like, um, who was the guy on ESPN that everybody thought he had a ponytail? John Clayton. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, sort of similar to that. <laughs> well, uh, segue, John Hollinger lives near Atlanta. Let's talk about the yeah. Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Peace up, A-Town down. Skeets. <laughs> You're going to put them in the playoff locks? I know you're up on the Hawks right now. I, I am, but I feel like I'll be alone in this. Uh, you know, you weren't even well, – this was one we disagreed on, the yes, over-under, yes, uh, yes, which did. was, I want to say, 41.5, 42.5, something like that. I was pretty confident in the Hawks over. You wanted the under. You thought they would you know, sort of be, once again, a 500 team, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one. But, uh, man, I think they're going to be better than – our Raptors, our Bulls, a couple other teams in the East. I sort of have them as a as a lock, but if you want to put them at the top of a play-in, hopeful that they would come in that way. Like, look, if they get in, it will probably through be go. It will like last year. It'll be through the play-in tournament. They beat the Heat. They beat the Heat. Everybody <laughs> forgets they that. They crushed them on the glass. Clint Capella went wild on the offensive rebounds. Yeah, I mean, then they lost to the Celtics in the yes. two-seven matchup. But I think they're in there. Where, where do you want to put them? I'm in. I'll put the Hawks as a playoff lock. I don't necessarily know if I buy it, but both my kids wore a Trey Young jersey to school today, so I want to root for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It, was, uh, it was wear your favorite team day. 
Now, I know this is weird because we now have both conferences in here, but I would have them <laughs> where you do right now, at the bottom of yeah. the playoff lock. Like, I like all those Western Conference teams yes. more than them, right? So You think they could get a top four seed? That would mean beating out basically, like, the Heat, the Sixers, the Cavs. No. I think they could get the sixth seed, though, which is why we got the sixth seed. I think they could. They should be in yeah. contention for that. They, they, they should be battling... The they Knicks. should be battling the Knicks, yeah. really, for the fifth or sixth seed, probably. Ooh, a lot of history. Trey Young versus the Knicks, cool stuff. <sighs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> Doc Rivers. First guy that I thought of that played for both franchises. Knicks and Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> Who else you got? Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Knox. Oh, wow. <laughs> Same trade, I one. think, right? Very, very good one. <laughs> All right, here's an easy one. The Boston Celtics, the Beantown Boys. You putting them in the title contenders? Because you should. Yeah, of course. Easy one. Of course. Um, you got Tatum for MVP, for crying out loud. They're going to win a lot of regular season games. So does John Hollinger, I saw. Yeah, I saw that. You two smart guys. You two Vin heads. Um, <laughs> Yeah, of course they're there. I mean, they're, they're I mean, they've been a Final Four flirt forever. They're going to the finals yeah, they're now. They're easily. Or they have a couple uh, seasons ago. But they, they just got to avoid the Miami Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, but they're there. Yeah. I thought I uh, I think in Hollinger's thing today, he mentioned that the Bucks or the Celtics have been in the Eastern Conference Finals for the last 7 years. And then wow. like the other team has been basically <laughs> The Heat, right? Like, right. they've made three of the past four. The, heat, the Hawks the, snuck in there once the Raptors, upon a time. The Raptors, of course. Yeah, if you're stretching back far enough. Uh, so, yeah, Celtics, wow. easily title contenders. So, you're saying over the last seven seasons, the, the Celtics or the Bucks have at least been in the Eastern Conference Finals? I do believe so. Okay. Yeah, they're there. Um, would you have them as the number one title contender? Because that was the NBA.com GM survey result, was that them and the, the Nuggets were the top two seeds. The I would have chunks. them above the Suns, okay. but not above the Nuggets. Yeah. Boop. That's where I'd put them. I agree. Okay. Better two-man duo in Denver uh, than in Boston. Playoffs, at least. Yeah. All right, the Brooklyn Nets are next on our list. I think this is probably a play-in hopeful team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Simple, I, I would, simple stuff. Yeah, we can put them right there. I, you know. I'm excited to see this team for some reason. I, I mean, I know the Ben Simmons part of it is is what's uh, you know piquing my interest. Um, but I'm I love Mikael Bridges. I I was, you know, I called that one at least. I felt confident about this guy is going to surprise a lot of people as sort of the lead guy when he moved over in the KD trade and was you know given the keys and his own team really. And he, and he honestly was amazing. Like. He even exceeded my expectations. Can he do it from the start of the season for the length of the season? That's that's what separates the good players from the great players. I got faith in them, um, but they are definitely a play-in hopeful. That's where I would have them, and you got them there. So. Yeah, I think play-in hopeful is right. It is cool, though, that they have uh, one of the duos from the Team USA team that finished fourth. <laughs> you uh, said it today, yeah, not me. Right, All right. right. Good. Yeah, it's good for the Nets. <laughs> it's good for the Nets. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Are they a lottery lads, or are you uh, gonna call these this team a play and hopeful? Man, we talked through it on the over under. Like the idea, like was last year just this weird dip? Yeah. Because they were good two years ago when Lamelo played. Really, they were like a forty three win team. Or yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. Crazy to say. It doesn't feel like that. It feels like they've been garbage for <laughs> ten straight years. But they were solid. I would have them at the top of the lottery lads, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got. That, they still got a lot of drama surrounding the team. They I do, do they do. Uh, they, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there we good. go, there we go, Victor. Victor's hanging out. Wow, Adam Price in the stream team is saying six seed Hornets. 
Adam, that is uh, that's a that's a hot take right there. I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that either. <laughs> and I'm high on Lamelo Ball. I'm a big fan, uh, and I think he will make them look a lot better and have them contending uh, for the play-in. But sixth seed, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know about that. No. Next team, Chicago Bulls. The <laughs> Chicago Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do this season? Nothing. <laughs> Barely. They brought Javon Carter in. They got Tori Craig. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're they starting some, Kobe some White. Dogs. They got uh, Patrick Williams. Oh, yeah. He had a, he had a great bench. game in the preseason, didn't he? Did he? He did have a 20 point game. <laughs> I think he shot like 3 or 14 in one of them, didn't he? Shot 14 times? Uh, I don't know. That's I don't amazing. Know. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, you talk about disrespect. John Hollinger said the Sacramento Kings are the 11 seed. John Hollinger said that the Chicago Bulls are a 12 seed, and they're going to blow it up this year. A tear came to my eye. Wow. He, he is so wrong. And I don't – I cry a tear for him being so wrong about the Chicago Bulls because this team is a play-in lock. Yeah, well, play-in lock. That, wow. This is not a even play a hopeful. play-in lock. We're coming for that 10th seed yeah. once again. And you don't want to see D.R. DeRozan in the play-in tournament. You do no, not. No, no, she's going to scream you out of some free throws. That's right. She did it to my team. Uh, oh, wow, at the bottom of the play-in hopefuls, he <laughs> slides them there. Me? I, mean, yeah. I don't know. They probably have they're, – they're fighting the Jazz in the 30 to 40. I think you have range. to put them there because of what Hollinger's saying, though. Of a lot of teams in the league, they do feel like if they got off to a slow start, they might finally say – Let's move some of these yes. pieces and let's really stop being uh, the ninth and tenth seed in the Eastern Conference <laughs> and maybe literally be worse for a couple of years and get some high draft picks and try and find a star. So that makes sense. They're playing. That's fine. Look, Skeets, uh, was I dreaming about trying to find an old Carlos Boozer jersey to celebrate the arrival of Cameron Boozer to Chicago? Maybe I was. <laughs> okay. Maybe I was. Oh, oh you're already looking ahead. <laughs> I'm I just see. saying, yeah. if they're going to be in the top of the 25 or 26 draft, it would be nice to bring in somebody – who has some history in Chicago? Do the Bulls have all their picks back now? They've they've got all those tr- all those picks that went to uh, the Magic. The and Magic the Gucci deal? ones are done, but they still owe one to the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs I believe. Oh, but there's some protections on that, so okay, they could keep it. All right, play in. Yeah, play in. Lock. You better lock it in. <laughs> Top ten, baby, in the East. <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers had a great season last year. Fifty-one yeah. wins, one of the best defenses in the league. But a disappointing performance in the playoffs, yeah. getting beat by the Knicks, basically playing their style of basketball. This this is uh, you know recency bias at its best, right? Yeah. Because they had a great season. You just said nobody thinks that though, because mm-hmm. they got sort of embarrassed by the yeah. New York Knicks, especially on the glass there, and it was like whoa, they were out in a hurry, and it was like shocked a lot of people. So it's like, yeah, was that a good season? Yeah, it actually was, but <laughs> uh, it wasn't. Bad taste in your mouth. They shouldn't be losing in the first round, maybe. Um, but I struggle with this team. This is one squad I, 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 I go back and forth between, yeah, they're sort of like, you know, a playoff lock or me, you want to get crazy Final Four floor. And then I'm like, ah, no, they're sort of more around these teams we have on some of these lower tiers. How do you feel about them? Oh, I think they're, at worst, they're a playoff lock. Like, this will be a great regular season team. They'll finish with one of the four best Oh, yeah, so, but, well, but hold on. So were the Sacramento Kings. I mean, they're, so yeah, they they're, got to win a, a series. Yeah, yeah, they're in the playoff lock category okay, as well. Okay. I think that the Kings... And honestly, the Grizzlies sort of, and then the Cavs are all sort of similar. I think they're going to be great in the regular season, but their style of play maybe doesn't lend itself uh, to playoff success. And we will see, you know, how Donovan Mitchell shows up in a playoff series. We've yeah. seen him do it 
well with Utah and that he helped shoot the Cavs out of it last season, I thought. I also don't think J.B. Bickerstaff is that great of a coach, right. but he probably at least gets an entire season followed by the playoffs before they decide to make another move. So I'm willing to put him near the top of the playoff lock category, like right around the Kings and the Grizzlies. Yeah, and you wouldn't expect, I don't know why, like their defense to like fall off a cliff. Like this was the number one defense in the league last yeah. year. Mobley was like in the running for defensive player of the year. Very, very young. Should only get better, really. He's um, second on the favorites list, I think. Yeah, for on the betting. odds. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just you know, a lot of these teams don't play defense. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you do, yeah. and you put in effort on that end, you will win a lot of games. So, yeah, playoff lock. Uh, you slotted them in behind the Kings and the Grizzlies there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Detroit Pistons had the worst lottery luck last year. Worst record in yeah. the league. Wow. Got the fifth pick. Maybe they'll have better luck this year because they're going back in the lottery. You're putting them there. Yeah. How how low are you putting them, though? Man, you really hate the Pistons. I've picked up on this over the last couple of Who's seasons. good on the Pistons? Well, Cade Cunningham is a good really, Is he? Yeah, I think so. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Yeah. Um, I think Jalen Duran will be a good, reputable center moving forward. Agree. Uh, I, I love both Thompson twins. Uh, they only have sounds one. like he might. I know. Yeah, it sounds like he might start. They might lean into that. He's I think young. I actually should yeah. uh, for defensive reasons and stuff like that. They, they got bogey still in the shooting. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a little higher on them than you are, but they're in the they're in the lottery lads. <laughs> they're with the lads down there. <laughs> Some fine lads. But you got there. them. You got them basically right up the bottom. Um, but we don't have like you think the Hornets are going to be better than the Pistons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's fine. I do. Okay. Um, okay. Indiana Pacers. Oh, hipster pick. Hipster pick. Yeah. It would be cool to see them be a playoff lock. Yeah, but we're not going. That's a little optimistic, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would. I have them quite high in playing hopefuls, though. That's, right, that's their goal. Nets versus Pacers. Pacers. Pacers, okay. Pacers. I, I don't even hesitate with that. Pacers versus Pelicans. No, no, I, I like where you got Yeah, them. I think that's right. Uh, that's that's fine with me. Um, they finished 11th last year. Is that right? Yeah, sounds right. Uh, you, but, I mean, the Eighth stat or ninth that, would be great. That stat that you dropped on the over under, man. When Halliburton plays their 500 team, that feels right. Yeah, that's that's why yeah, they're yeah. being a play in mix. If he plays, you know, hopefully he's healthy, and and you know some of the other additions to the team make sense, and some of their young guys should just get better. And they got a bunch of Canadians, so you know I got to root for them. <laughs> so yeah, I like that. I like that we have them. Excellent, Miami Heat. This is a weird one. Oh god, yeah. this is a weird one. I mean, you got to at least put them in the final four flirts. At worst. Are they a title contender? They've made the finals more than any of these teams that are in the title contenders uh, realm right now. The tough part about this is you could see a season where they don't even make the damn playoffs. (laughs) But if they're in any sort of playoff series, they could beat any team in the Eastern Conference, Mm -hmm. which is why you would then have them at a Final Four flirt. So it's like, if are we almost like, are we simming the regular season and they are getting them in there? Because if that's the case, then yeah, they're a Final Four flirt. Because we've seen time and time again, especially against teams like the Celtics and Bucks, they got their number. They can hang with them, and they're and obviously led by Jimmy Butler. Um, but it's just like they're going to be a like they're not going to be a great regular season team again. I I don't think so. They are, you know, you still you got an old Kyle Lowry man. Yes, you got Jimmy who's going to miss twenty five games. Bam is a great player, but sort of like can go missing at times a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost a lot of shooting. Now, they're really good at just plugging in other guys who will shoot 38% from deep. Maybe that happens. Uh, I am high on Jaime Hawkins Jr. getting some burn and, and being a dark horse rookie of the year pick. Uh, but a playoff a playoff lock or final four flirt, where are we putting them? I got a lot of respect for the Heat. 
they got to be Final Four flirts. Okay. They just look better in the playoffs. This is a team that's obviously built for the playoffs. In their regular season, uh, perhaps I'm getting heat culture built here, but I think yeah. they'll be – they're easily going to make the top six, I think, this year because they don't want to have to do the play-in thing again last year. Okay. They were beat. They were beat. The Bulls had them. <laughs> that's right. They had them except for D.R. DeRozan had to go to school that day. They lost to the Hawks. They lost to the Hawks. <laughs> so weird. Did oh. they do it on purpose? Oh, wow. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, okay. <laughs> Final four flirts at the bottom of that tier. Sounds good. Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. Where are we putting them? Title contenders? Yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. It's where do you want them? Where do you want rare. them? I mean, really, I think we just need to have the debate. Are you putting them ahead of the Celtics or not? I would. Interesting. I think the Celtics will finish with a better record in the regular season. But I trust the Bucks a little bit more in the playoffs, even though we haven't seen this Bucks team play together in the playoffs. Maybe that's why I trust them more. I've seen, I've seen what Jason and Jalen can do in the playoffs. Yeah. I've seen their up and down nature and their streakiness. Uh, but I've also seen the Bucks lose to an eighth seed. So who knows? Ooh, sure. Put them where you got them. It goes Nuggets Bucks over Celtics. It goes Nuggets, Bucks, Celtics, Suns right now in our title contenders. I like it. Let's leave it for there for a second, and we'll come back to it at the end. The New York Knicks. Playoff team? Yeah, I I'm I'm in on the Knicks. I they not they're the same team they were. They have Tibbs, an insane coach who's yep. always going to have them in a position. Obviously, going to have a game plan and have them ready. They have a lot of good talent, and they won a decent amount of games last year, and they won a playoff series, which was huge for the Knicks fans and the MSG crowd. So they're a playoff lock. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no way we're Final Four flirting, but yeah, they're. Where do you put them? I it? would put that. I would have them right here, right ahead of the Hawks. The Hawks, honestly, maybe ahead of OKC as well. I know they're different uh, yeah. conferences, but I would have them ahead of the Hawks. Jalen Brunson was like 27 points per game during the second half of the season. He's awesome. He's awesome. Julius Randle is an incredible regular season player. They're pretty solid, like one through ten. So you're right between the depth of the roster, their coach, yep, and you know just they play defense. They're a pretty tough team as well i think they're going to be a, a good regular season team and then matchup wise is what'll determine yeah. where they go in the playoffs like i don't know i think we probably all did we all pick the Cavs last year yeah i think so maybe so yeah. that didn't seem like a uh, like a good matchup for the knicks and no. then they just went out and completely punked him that was pretty impressive yeah a lot of people i think had the Cavs over the knicks yeah um okay i like that spot and i'm with you for all the reasons you said i like what i'm hearing from like julius randall and sort of this team like i don't know if you've seen any of their quotes like they're talking about like all right, it's like go time. We have a team here now. Like we can start making some noise here. So I like that. They're a playoff lock in the Eastern Conference and ahead of the Hawks. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, makes sense too. Yeah, behind the Cavs, ahead of the Hawks. Perfect. Perfect. The Orlando Magic. Great run to the season at season's end last year. Didn't quite make it into the play-in tournament, but we saw Paolo Boncaro balling for the fourth-place United States <laughs> FIBA World Championship team, and we saw Franz Wagner balling for the first-place FIBA Goal, World Championship baby. team. They're a play-in uh, hopeful. Yep. That that will have to be, you know, written on the whiteboard in the locker room. <laughs> Make the play-in tournament. Make like, the play-in. That'd be a, honestly, it'll be a disappointing year if they don't, I think, with uh, some of the talent they've got growing there. Yeah. Yeah, they won. How many games did you say they went? 30, did they get to 35 last yeah. year? Maybe so you got you to improve on that. you got to so improve on that. If you that, improve yeah. on that, you're in a play-in. I mean, yeah, close. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the tier I have them in. Because they're better. They should be better than all those teams on the lower tier. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And I don't know. It'll be sad for me if they are better than the Bulls, considering, you know, the Vooch trade, but it's certainly possible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Magic 
they're they're a sneaky pick for some of the hipsters out there too. Like you said, what they did at the end of last year and getting some guys back. I mean, Jonathan Isaac is he playing again? Is that guy back playing defense? <laughs> I think is so. He? Yeah, I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah. So will they be better than our Bulls and Raptors? That would that'd be tough for us, but <laughs> it, it's in the realm of possibility. So okay, that's perfect. At the end of the play full hopefuls. Where are you going to put the Philadelphia 76ers? They've got the reigning MVP in Joel Embiid. They've been a one seed in the Eastern Conference quite recently. Yeah. They can beat any of the bad teams in the playoffs, and then we've seen how things go uh, mm-hmm. for a 76ers team here. I think they're probably a playoff lock still. Yeah. I mean, they got Embiid and Maxi at the very least, and we'll see what happens with James Harden. Assuming he'll be traded uh, at some point, maybe Terrence Mann comes and they somehow have two guys wearing Skechers on the same court together. <laughs> Embiid and Terrence Mann, <laughs> the Skechers, <laughs> the Sixers Skechers guys. Uh, we'll see. I think they're just a playoff lock right now, and maybe we readjust this for them to be a Final Four flirt come playoff time. Here's my question with the Philadelphia 76ers, with this whole Harden thing, which we haven't talked a lot about this yeah. week, uh, obviously. You know, still saying, get me out of here, and this whole idea, are they going to trade with the Clippers or not? Um, do they need to get this taken care of before the start of the season? This this sort of hardened cloud hanging over the franchise uh, as we get really close to tipping off here. I mean, what are the options, really? They could get it done before the season, or they can start the season and basically wait till December 15th when more players become trade eligible, though it doesn't seem like they're looking at anybody else besides the Clippers uh, right now. And so what, in that scenario, you just tell James to, like, hey, chill out Hang Houston? Out. Yeah. I, I, my guess is that's what happens. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Like, yeah. Daryl Morey definitely regrets uh, the way the Chris Paul trade happened when Harden was pushing uh, for Chris Paul to be traded and Westbrook to come in. He felt like his hand was forced, and that has led to uh, repercussions for the Rockets that they're still feeling. Like, these – picks that they're going to be given to the Rockets, I think are still part of that Chris Paul trade. So now that he's being pressured by James Harden for another thing, after the way he attained Harden uh, for the Ben Simmons trade, I just think it's going to be a waited out until, I mean, you're probably hoping that the Clippers have a terrible start to their yes, season, right? Yes. Or like Kawhi Leonard goes down with an eight-week injury at the start of the season and the Clippers are needing something. So I think probably waited out. Yeah, because like, you're right. Unless that happens in LA, what's their rush? Really? Yeah, I mean, we we're debating. They're yes. still going to be a good team. We know with Kawhi and Paul George are in the playoffs, so you know they got any ch- chance to beat anybody. But they're not going to be like they don't need to get this done. We don't need Harden night one. Uh, so yeah, but at the same time, man, just being like if you're Embiid and you're all these guys, all you're going to be asked about after every loss, hell, every win is like, you know, what could have James done or you know, like it's just <laughs> yeah, exactly. like it's like you're just constantly being asked about it, and it's such like, ugh. Like, the vibes are already not great with this team. Even worse in this situation. I mean, Nick Nurse is going to try his best to, like, oh, forget it. Like, he said something like, I was surprised James Harden wasn't here. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I know he's just trying to say that, but uh, just get it done. I would. I, I know it's not going to be a great return, but I don't think it's going to be a great return regardless. So maybe just do it. Bite the bullet, Daryl. It was interesting um, in the Sam Amick piece basically saying that the, uh, the Sixers already have a trade for Terrence Mann if he gets traded to the Sixers. So it'll, we'll see what Daryl's cooking uh, if it yeah. actually goes down. Uh, but for now, playoff locks is fine. Would you have him above or behind uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers? I guess is the only question. I think I would go behind. Yeah, for right and, now. And mainly because of this whole Harden situation. Hanging. It's, Hanging it's, and dangling. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. 
All right, moving on. Toronto Raptors. You ever heard of them? They're, yeah. a, they're a team. They made the play in last season, finished with the ninth seed, but were eliminated by D.R. DeRozan. Yes, but, I mean, look at their record after they got Pirtle. <laughs> look at their record after they got Pirtle. <laughs> and, I mean, Van Vliet out, but Dennis Schroeder, gold medal winning Dennis Schroeder uh, running the point. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're right around your bulls. I think they're in the play-in tier. Um, it's just where we slot them. I... I have been lower on the Raptors coming into the season than a lot of people. Raptors fans are very optimistic. Yes. That's what I love about them. And then I start listening to enough podcasts, and I start convincing myself that yes. I'm wrong. And I might be. Maybe I am. You know, maybe Scotty Barnes is sort of back after that big season, bad season last year. And the vibes are different with Darko as the head coach. And there is talent on the team in OG and Siakam, but they're, they're, not, they're not a Final Four flirt by any means. They're not a playoff lock, so... Ahead of the Bulls, I see you slotted them there. Flip a coin. Yeah, flip a coin. I mean, the Raptors finished with a better record, and then the Bulls beat them in the play-in tournament. We might be heading for another no-dunks bowl. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Intense it's very true. I wonder if, literally, I wonder if one of these teams will blow it up. Because it's like, you either pick the Raptors as the, as the team that's going to do it, or the Bulls as the team that's yeah. going to do it. Will either of them? We shall see. The Bulls never want to tank, and Masai never wants to trade people. So. Yeah. <laughs> A stop in either direction. Our final team on the tier list, perhaps our final add to the lottery lads category, the Washington Wizards. Going to be a great bad team to watch. Going to be a hilarious bad team to watch. Sorry, I can't hear you over the barking dog and the goddamn air conditioning going on. (laughs) Holy shit, what is going on in here? Just bring the dogs in here. <laughs> this one's for all the dogs. Uh, the Wizards. I mean, it's fun watching Jordan Poole go for 40, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Avdia going, I'm open, man. I'm open. Are you? Uh, but I have them at the, in, in the final tier. Yes. I, I do not think they're going to win a ton of movements. They are with the lottery lads. Yeah. Yeah, you put them behind the Spurs. Is that what you want to? I put them uh, behind the Spurs, but really I guess it's behind the Hornets. But, but they're probably about the same. The Hornets and the Wizards. You yeah. know, like they – the Pistons, at least, as one of the lottery teams in the Eastern Conference, are majority young players, right? Like you expect that team uh, to be bad. But then when you look at the Hornets and you look at the Wizards, a lot of vets around, younger vets certainly, but still veteran guys. Like Abdi has been into the league for quite some time uh, at this point. Obviously, Poole's established. Kuzma's established as well. So I think that's fine for them. Middle of the lottery lads category. You think Jordan Poole could uh, lead the league in points per game? You think it's crazy? Like, could he do yes, a deal? <laughs> I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy because not a guy that draws a lot of free throws, and that's something yeah, you gotta do. Yeah. He could lead the league in shot attempts quite easily, though. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna try. Oh yeah, he's gonna give yeah. it a go. Okay, we got the Wizards at the bottom. So let's take a look. Uh, final look here. We've ranked all thirty teams. We have four teams in the title contender spot. It's the Nuggets, Bucks, Celtics, Suns. Our final four flirts are Lakers, Warriors, Heat. That feels like the respect tier. We're giving you a lot of respect That's for your past performance. That's the respect tier, no doubt. Uh, playoff locks. We got a lot of them. We have them in order. Kings, Grizzlies, Cavs, Sixers, Wolves, Clippers, Knicks, Thunder, Hawks. Playing hopefuls. The stream team uh, you know, twisted our arm and made <laughs> us drop the Mavs down there. That's uh, They're leading this this tier here but it goes Mavs Pelicans Pacers Nets Jazz Raptors Bulls Magic and then the Lottery Lads we got Hornets Spurs Wizards Rockets Pistons Blazers I feel okay about that anything you want to change nothing I want to change I feel like that's a pretty 
representative uh, representation of how we've been feeling about these teams here. The dogs uh, are here. The dogs are here. This one. <laughs> I like it. I like it that Hazel's only tall enough that you can see her little tail coming up above <laughs> yeah. the table. Yeah. I, I am curious, though, uh, if the stream team is going to get together any sort of a chant to change one of these. Okay, well, let's take a break. We'll see if the stream team starts a chant to move one of these teams around. And when we come back, we'll talk about the Rockets trading Kevin Porter Jr. to the Thunder and them immediately waving him. And we got Tweet of the Night. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, not many chants starting in the stream team, though people are debating where to put Hazel, the dog, which tier. <laughs> I think Final Four flirt. She's a flirty. flirty dog. Yeah, it's that a is very a flirty, flirty dog. dog. Comes around, looks at you with those puppy dog eyes, so I think that's where we'll slot in Hazel Cosmo pfft, lottery lad yeah. <laughs> 100% <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah uh, alright uh, on Tuesday the Houston Rockets traded Kevin Porter Jr. and two future second round picks to the Thunder who immediately waved Porter sorry my audio just cut out there I don't know what happened we're I having, muted you we're having a day here man <laughs> uh I'll just start over. On Tuesday, the Houston Rockets traded Kevin Porter Jr. and two future second-round picks to the Thunder, who immediately waived Porter. Uh, the Rockets acquired Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl in the deal, while the Thunder received a 27 second-round pick by way of Minnesota and a 28 second-round pick by way of Milwaukee. Houston has been working to trade KPJ since last month following his arrest on charges of felony assault and strangulation due to an alleged attack on his girlfriend. So, yeah, this deal goes down, and a lot of people had opinions on it, like, ooh, feels feels icky. But then again, this is the business of the NBA. Do you have a, uh, a take on this one? I think both takes are right. Uh, this does feel gross. It's a sad situation. Um, and I also don't love the optics of both the Thunder and the Rockets kind of, like, profiting from being in the KPJ business, for lack of a better word, right? right? Like, they're both getting something out of this. Uh, but what I do like is that by trading him to the Thunder and then being able to wave him immediately, the paycheck ain't as big and one step closer to KPJ being out of the league. Yeah, there's some people wondering, should the league institute, like, a temporary 
no movement clause for players that are facing legal charges. I saw Eric Kareen write mm. about this uh, at The Athletic. He had uh, an interesting article on the whole situation. And the idea that, yeah, uh, in a strange way, to quote Eric, actually, this like commodifies domestic violence in the parlance of NBA contracts. Yeah. Um, so it's like this weird behavior. <laughs> the horrible behavior becomes salary cap maneuvering. Um, but it is what it is, and the Thunder, man, they are addicted to second-round picks. <laughs> Can't stop themselves. They have, the Thunder do, 10 future first-round picks and 18 future second-round picks from other teams to use themselves or, of course, dangle in trade talks. 10 first-round picks from other teams, 18 second-round picks from other teams. That is the largest stockpile in the league. Dare I say in history of, I don't know, any sports franchise? It's wild. (laughs) We have to go back to the Herschel Walker trade. The Vikings and the Cowboys to see uh, the actual uh, breakdown of numbers. But yeah, I mean, obviously the Thunder can't use all those picks. Like it's impossible to roster (laughs) that many players. But that's why they're able to do like when they drafted Usman Jang. They traded three first-round picks because they're like, this guy is the guy we want. Right. So that's what they're going to be able to do. Similar uh, to the Case and Wallace pick, they identify whoever they like kind of in the middle of the first round, somewhere in the lottery, and then they're able to throw together three lesser picks and be like, hey, this is the one guy we want. We're going to take our chance on him. That's pretty interesting. And who knows? Maybe someday they get closer and closer to a championship with uh, Shea and Chet, and then they're like, hey. We can push in and yeah. actually get a big-time player. Obviously, the risk with uh, OKC is retaining that player. But when you've got enough picks that you could do it multiple times, <laughs> yeah. it's worth it, you That's know? Uh, but, yeah, man, Sam Presti. This guy is stockpiling. Stockpiling sand, they call him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night. X of the Night comes from at Usher NBA, who had a great tweet showing a picture of Reggie Jackson playing preseason hoops. And it says, Reggie Jackson is wearing a headband, goggles, a mouth guard. You don't really wear a mouth guard, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Undershirt, arm sleeve, two wristbands, tights, and top it all off, mismatched shoes Reggie Jackson really is the accessory king. <laughs> and uh, what was your reply to this tweet? Uh, this was Kirk Heinrichian. <laughs> That's Accessorizing right. from Reggie Jackson. The previous uh, accessory king, I think, was Kirk Heinrich, who would wear every piece of neoprene you could find. Right, right. As well as the goggles. But, man, Reggie taking it next level with the mouth guard, with uh, <laughs> the headband <laughs> as well. It's That's amazing. Like, I almost, like, wish he was, like... I wish he had a giant chain on. I wish he had a watch on. <laughs> little ankle neck, bracelet, yeah. you know, something cute. Uh, fantastic replies to this tweet, including yours. Uh, dude spent all his VC on accessories. <laughs> Absolutely right. Dude had a Dick's coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the sporting goods Dick's. And, uh, and then somebody wrote, all of that just to offensive foul on the drive. <laughs> also made me laugh. Uh, so good stuff there. Reggie Jackson, our accessory king. Look good, play good. <laughs> I like that. That's what, they should give that award out. <laughs> Look, Best accessorizer. Wow. Okay, yeah. He's, he's, already, he's got the belt. He's like got the literal belt right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing in that too. He's like, yeah. sweet. One more thing to put on. Some more flair. Yeah, you should have some buttons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. What uh, else can you add? 
Like, what does he not have? Like, no shooting sleeves. You know, like he does have an arm sleeve. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. You couldn't see it behind. uh, I think Um, it was sort of behind the player. Oh, no. You just saw my clothes. (laughs) What a day. JD. Oh, man. Anyway, I think this is a good time to wrap up this podcast. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You tell us, did we botch it when it came to ranking all 30 NBA teams? Who's too high? Who's too low? Uh, let us know in the YouTube comments. Tweet at us at No Dunk Sync. If you're a Survivor fan, join us in a couple of hours over at No Buffs. Live on YouTube at 1 p.m. Eastern. Search for No Buffs Survivor 45. We are going to be talking about last night's episode. And guys, great NBA angle to this one. Yeah. Our guy Caleb, who is Canadian, was quoted last night in the episode saying, I can be Kawhi Leonard. Just put me on the Raptors. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. It was like, like if you made the Venn diagram, NBA fans, Survivor fans, my face right in the middle. I mean, even just Raptors fans, I guess. My face right there. So we will be talking about Caleb and everything that happened in episode four of Survivor. That's on No Buffs. But thanks so much for joining us here today. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And find out tomorrow on the Drop Podcast whether or not we do Five Star Friday. Get your reviews in. Yeah, now. get them in. They might, they might show up in time. I don't get, know. Get them in, regardless. Uh, and we will be here. We'll do some more burning questions about the upcoming season, which starts Tuesday, and a whole lot more fun on the drop. But that's tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for joining us again. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, one of the greatest living directors is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't didn't know that's how Quentin Tarantino started (laughs) spelled his name with a P. Go check the clip. Uh, Brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.